0: Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and extraterrestrial. I am Dave Reed,
1: and I'm Kristen Riley, and this is the Cast Files.
0: I am a sick little boy who's also (laughs) a nerd who has somehow never seen the X Files,
1: and I am not sick and watched it when I when I originally aired. (laughs) Yes. Yep. The Cast Files is a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of the X Files, spoiler free.
0: Today, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 15, Piper Maru. It originally aired February 9th, 1996. It was written by Frank Spotnitz and Chris Carter, directed by Rob Bowman. (laughs) (laughs) The director of Airborne, the Rock and Rollerblade movie, starring Shane McDermott, Seth Green, and a young Jack Black.
1: Phenomenal. Did you know?
0: Probably not.
1: Piper Maru is Jillian Anderson's daughter's name.
0: I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the daughter named after the ship or the ship named after the daughter?
1: <laughs> the ship is named after the daughter in this episode because Piper was born in season two.
0: Oh, so it's that kid.
1: Yep, okay. that kid. She also has a whole website. Would you like to see it?
0: Piper Maru's website? Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, she's not a child anymore.
0: What? <laughs> no, she was born after I graduated high school, so she is a child.
1: I can't, I can't open it. I don't know why. Okay, here we go. Here is her website. She has a whole little section called Halloween Horrors. Lovely. Look at it.
0: Nice retro feel to it.
1: The, yep. You can get 20% off for all artwork right now.
0: We should probably tweet out a link or something <laughs> so people know what we're talking about. Yeah,
1: I'll add it in the show notes. Okay. Okay, IMDb says... The agents investigate the mystery surrounding a sunken World War II aircraft.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate.
1: I mean, kind of. Kind of? There's a lot happening in this episode.
0: There's a lot happening, not a lot being explained. (laughs) Yes. So I'm going to introduce a new bit for this episode. Oh, okay. So we'll get there when we get there.
1: All right. Well, before we get to the extensive and surprising cast...
0: Uh, is it okay
1: that's that's what i've titled it instead of the cast for this episode okay uh piper maru was written to showcase two visual images chris carter had wanted to include in a script quote since the beginning of the show
0: two visual images yes so i'm guessing the plane under the water and what else and what else uh gooey people
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know what Close enough. Um, The first of these was that of a deep sea diver finding a still living pilot trapped in the wreckage of a World War II era fighter plane. Because he's in love with Nazis. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's probably a different way to say that. Probably. But I haven't figured it out yet. And the second was that of a black and white flashback taking place in a submarine. Wow. Those were the two things that this man... Wanted to put in this supernatural show. Uh, I think he wanted to make a different show.
0: Well, the still living pilot. That's definitely supernatural.
1: I guess that's true. All right. Ready to go to the extensive and surprising cast? Please. Really, it's just the last person, in my opinion. But whatever. So we've got Robert Clothier as Christopher Johansson. He was Dr. Lindstrop from The Outer Limits. I found a... Sci-fi through line here. We've got Ari Solomon as Gautier. Uh, He was Hasidic number two in The Possession. He was also Donovan Bain, the vampire hunter in Night Warriors, colon, Dark Stalker's Revenge. That's a long title. It's such a long title. Kimberly Unger as Joan Gautier uh, was in Stargate SG-1, like everyone else. (laughs) Joe Bates... As Geraldine Kalinchuk was in fear.
0: Fear. The Marky Mark movie? Hmm. Nice. Glad you mentioned her because I have something to say about her later.
1: Okay. We also have Paul Batten as Dr. Caesar.
0: Sizer. They called him Sizer.
1: Yeah, Dr. Sizer. He was also from Stargate SG1.
0: Okay. He looked familiar to me.
1: We have Tegan Moss as young Dana Scully. She was Cindy. In Charlie St. Cloud, and the only reason I mentioned her even at all because she was in this episode for four seconds is because Charlie St. Cloud is a movie featuring your favorite actor, Zac Efron.
0: (laughs) How did Zac Efron get to be my favorite actor? (laughs) Just because I think he should play me in the movie. Yes. Based on my
1: life. Yes. That's exactly how. That is the total through line. Okay. And finally... We have Michael Bublé as...
0: Motherfucker.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I can't believe I didn't... I, I can't believe I didn't catch that.
1: They got a close-up on his they face, They did. Too. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, he is submarine crew member. Wow. Yep. A you young... were right.
0: That was a surprising... Yep.
1: <laughs> ...cast. I had to. I had to. I was like, this is amazing. All right. On to the episode. On to the episode. Where Michael Buble is in.
0: Extensively. He's basically the star.
1: (laughs) Everyone in Canada starred or had some sort of role in The Uh X-Files and Stargate (laughs) (laughs) SG-1.
0: Probably Psyche as well. I bet if we go back through Psyche, there's a lot of like young rising stars now that guessed it on Psyche.
1: Oh, I bet. I bet. It's just the crossover because of the timeline with Stargate and the X-Files that it's so many people. Yeah. Stargate must have been shot in Toronto or something too.
0: I assume so, since there's so much
1: crossover. Yeah, so much. Piper Maru, a French salvage vessel, is exploring the Pacific Ocean. Gautier, a member of the ship's crew, is settled into a dry suit and lowered into the water. It's two degrees, and he dives 270 meters down into the sea, where he finds a sunken fighter plane from World War II. You know it's a World War II fighter plane, because it's got a sexy lady on the side.
0: I think they should bring back sexy ladies on the sides of planes.
1: Just everybody should have a sexy lady on yeah, the side? Yeah,
0: not just fighter planes. Like, every plane. Like, your Delta flight should have a sexy <laughs> pinup lady on the side of it. And sexy pinup men as well.
1: That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Tiny shorts.
0: Teeny, tiny shorts.
1: I want sexy pinup men with tiny shorts.
0: Thong, 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 thong.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> now, for the listeners, I want them to know that two degrees in Celsius is roughly 34 degrees in real temperature.
1: I think because of how extensively Celsius is used, Celsius is the real temperature.
0: Now, this is the one thing I will, in seriousness, break away from the metric system. For temperature, Fahrenheit is just way better. There is a huge difference between 72 degrees and 78 degrees. There is a massive difference.
1: You do love to have this conversation.
0: I do. Well, now I've had it on mic so I can stop saying it in real life.
1: Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Because it's mainly just to me. Yes.
0: (laughs) Metric system and everything else, yes, we should switch to the metric system. But I maintain that for temperature, Fahrenheit just does make more
1: sense. You don't like it to be 28 or 29 Celsius and you have to dress differently? Yeah.
0: A one degree (laughs) shift in temperature and it's a different wardrobe. (laughs)
1: All right. Um, Gautier loses contact with the ship and they're trying to regain connection, but they can't connect to him. In the teaser, so that's what they're calling it. We call it the cold open.
0: Yeah, because we're industry people. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> through and through. Uh, the teaser was filmed in a water tank using a replica P 51 Mustang plane designed by the art director. So.
0: That all makes perfect sense.
1: It really does. But I like that it was. They tell us that it was filmed in a water tank. I would love to see images of the water tank. Okay. I love set set pieces pieces and pictures behind and stuff. the
0: scenes stuff yeah. yeah i bet there's an extensive behind the scenes x-files book somewhere i bet somebody did that
1: there is do you know how many books i'm reading for this podcast already two i don't know there's a lot
0: wait three at least right at now. least three if we count the monsters of the week
1: oh then at least four. Oh,
0: at least four no. yeah okay
1: Mainly because this is a bit of a teaser for you guys. Um, I'm doing a special episode after season three, episode 20. I'm doing a special episode.
0: Oh, okay. That's news to me as well.
1: Yeah, it's one of the books that I'm reading. And I'm also going to read a second book for that. And so because I have to read two books, you have to listen to me tell you about them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And by have to, I've just decided that this is happening. Fantastic. Can't wait. I have so much to say. And it l- lines up really well. All right. So, Gautier is shocked to find a man alive in the plane's cockpit.
0: Jake Johnson is trapped.
1: Is that and who it is?
0: I don't know who oh, okay. <laughs> it really is, but it, he looks like Jake Johnson to me for a second. That's Nick from uh, The New Girl.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's definitely not him. That wouldn't no, make he's sense.
0: way too young at this point in time
1: <laughs> um and what looks like black oil in his eyes not gautier at this point the um the guy who's been in the cockpit for decades 60
0: years at that point yeah no, no. 50 years at that yeah.
1: point. when gautier returns to the surface he has become possessed by the black oil but how the guy was in the plane gautier is in a dry suit they never touched Even if Gautier had tried to get the guy out of the plane, which would have just been death to that man, of course, but he should be dead anyway, so I'm not really sure what I would do in this scenario. What a weird ethics question at this point. Yes. Um, But even if he got the guy out of the plane, Gautier is still in the dry suit. So how does contamination happen? Because we also see Mulder touch this goo a lot. There's a guy on the in a minute who touches the goo, but he dies, and- is this the light situation?
0: My note here is qua. Okay. And then, oh, we finally get a possession episode. That's nice. Because last episode was not possession, no. unfortunately. No. But the possession comes with eye contact. Is that it? That is it. It's flimsy. but It is flimsy. Especially underwater when it's two degrees.
1: What does the temperature have to do with it?
0: It just seems like that's too cold for things to live in. Hmm. So... But this it, thing like is it, from
1: space. It is
0: from space. but it's, it's cold in space. Well, it's probably not from space space. It's probably from a planet in space.
1: Hmm. Maybe it's a cold planet?
0: Could be. Pluto. It's It's from Pluto.
1: Pluto's not a planet anymore.
0: I thought it became a planet again. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't know.
1: I didn't look that up because it had nothing to do with the episode, so mm. I don't have the answer immediately. Would you like me to look it up?
0: No, that's fine. Okay. But the eye contact, eye contact possession is I don't like that. It's yeah, I it's not my favorite.
1: I don't like it because well I guess okay, so if it's eye contact possession, it's not everyone who makes eye contact. It's the, the black oil ticks. decides who it yeah. wants to either possess or murder.
0: We'll get to the murder thing later. So let's sit down on the speculation sofa for a second.
1: Okay. Oh, this is the new... This is
0: the new bit. It's the speculation sofa. So apparently this thing keeps you young. Right. And preserved and alive in any conditions.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's a thing to keep in mind.
1: Any conditions. So this thing is keeping that guy's body alive. And if you were in water for that long, imagine how waterlogged... He had
0: some air in there, too.
1: But it wouldn't be oxygen anymore. He would have breathed it all. Yes, Which is what I was gonna get at. But then I got distracted by how waterlogged your body would be and if you were in water for gross. It would slough off. It would disintegrate. Yeah.
0: It'd be disgusting.
1: It would be horrifying also. It'd be very painful.
0: Yeah. But this thing is keeping him together, apparently.
1: Until it gets somebody else and then he's probably dead now?
0: Let's talk about that in a minute.
1: Okay. All right. Speculation sofa. Okay, so the crew is worried because they were without contact for several hours. We know it's several hours because when he went down, the sun was up. And when he came up, the sun was down. (laughs) That's
0: how we know the passage (laughs) of time.
1: They ask OTA questions, and he says he's okay. He just wants out of the suit, which is reasonable. He's been in the suit for a long time. And that can't be as nice as it must be to not have been, you know, wet the entire time. He's probably sweating in that thing. So he probably is damp at this point. Cramping up. Yeah.
0: you can't sit down.
1: But you don't need to sit down. Sure you, you do. You have no weight.
0: No, because you're completely dry in there. Huh. Maybe there's a little stool
1: <laughs> inside the suit. Yes. You put your butt down on it. <laughs> um, one guy notices the substance on the suit. Did you notice that? I did. And he runs his finger across the outside of the suit and kind of looks at it. Yep. But it's it's in passing, so pretty cool. Bit of trivia, according to the coordinates given at the very beginning, when we see the uh, the radio going back and forth, they're telling where the coordinates are. This takes place about 600 miles north of Hawaii.
0: 600 miles north of Hawaii, okay.
1: Just so you know. In Washington, Walter Skinner tells Agent Scully that the FBI's investigation into her sister's murder has been made inactive, despite the evidence that had been recovered.
0: First, we get a scene in the hallway... And mm-hmm. one of the extras is the loudest extra I've ever heard on a television show. So loud. It's just hey, hold the elevator! Yeah. Why? Why did you do that to me? It's so distracting. Damn you, Rob Bowman.
1: <laughs> Director of Airborne.
0: <laughs> the Rock and Roller movie. But don't we know who killed... Okay, we know who killed Melissa, but yes. I thought... I thought they knew who killed Melissa because they knew who was trying to kill Scully. Right. Louis St. Louis?
1: <laughs> Louis Cardinal.
0: Louis Cardinal. Saint- wow, I was devastatingly close you with were, that name.
1: You were definitely a lot closer than I was. So we both said, don't we know who did it? Yeah. And yes, we know because we watched it. So in The Blessing Way, we see Louis Cardinal and... With Alex Krychek, Louis is the one who shoots her, and Krychek's like, ah, fucking hell, and he leaves. So, we know, but, and the powers that be probably know, well, they definitely know. Right. Um, But, I guess Mulder and Scully and Skinner don't know?
0: Kind of feels like, I guess they don't know who specifically pulled the trigger. Yeah. But they can assume who's involved. It really... So, who's actually responsible for it. Yes. Kind of feels like that
1: yes i agree well scully has a nice little bit here that i would like to break down oh okay so we're gonna go sentence by sentence you ready yes okay so scully says you know it's strange men can blow up buildings and they can be nowhere near the crime scene but we can piece together the evidence and connect them beyond a doubt so what do you think about that uh it's
0: because they leave a lot of evidence on the bombs
1: Yes, that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. I,
0: and in their homes, right. they have all the bomb-making stuff.
1: That's what I was thinking. They've, and the
0: FBI typically knows they're going to bomb something before
1: they do it. Right. And a lot of times they have some sort of manifesto, and they've... Right. The FBI has been tracking them for... There's I don't know ...a evidence. decade. Yeah. <laughs> allowing them to get so close that they actually bomb stuff, which is like, <laughs> what are you even doing then? But yeah. Okay. So, Yes. Men can blow up buildings and be nowhere near the crime scene and be caught.
0: Yeah, because there's always a ton of evidence.
1: Yes. All right, next sentence. Our labs can recreate out of the most microscopic detail the motivation and circumstance to almost any murder, right down to a killer's attitude towards his mother and that he was a bedwetter. What do you think about that? Absolutely not. Nope, not even a little bit. Your (laughs) labs aren't doing shit. This is... Psycho Babble 101. If there's someone who is above average intelligence and also a multiple murderer, they hated their mother and they were a bedwetter because that's what you guys have decided.
0: Yeah. The bedwetter thing is so weird to me. We all wet our beds at least once when we were children.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. There's a whole process of learning your body as you grow.
0: (laughs) I still, as an adult... I have weird dreams where I'm peeing constantly.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Awful.
0: Luckily, I my body knows this is not the time to actually pee. <laughs> but it's when I wake up, I'm like, oh, my God, I've never had to pee so bad in my life.
1: So one of your recurring dream types is, is peeing, peeing constantly? Yeah, like
0: your, these weird bathrooms that are full of urinals.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Awful. I'm glad you're not peeing the bed all the time. Or (laughs) ever, but especially not all the time. (laughs) Thanks for not peeing the bed all the
0: time. Hey, anything for you. I'm here for you. Up to and including not peeing
1: the bed. Not peeing the bed all the time. All the time.
0: (laughs) Or ever. I'll I'll throw ever in there.
1: You know, I'm, I'm leaving ever out because what if you're like really sick and it's just like a, I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, so far,
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: I haven't peed the pad since I was like six.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hated that line. We both were like, what? No. And then, okay, the final point is, but in a case of a woman, my sister, who was gunned down in cold blood in a well-lit apartment building by a shooter who left the weapon at the crime scene, we can't even put together enough to keep anybody interested. What do you think about that?
0: Partially, I'm on board. Partially, I'm not, because leaving the weapon at the crime scene means it's a, (laughs) I want to say like burner weapon. (laughs) It's It's a drop gun. It's right. designed to you Be don't left. Yeah, yeah you don't keep it because if you have it that ties you to the murder yes yeah you just you've made sure that your prints aren't on it and it's not traceable right so it makes sense to leave the weapon
1: yeah because you don't want to accidentally get caught with it yeah.
0: so that's just a bad piece of information like that has nothing to do with yeah anybody's interest well lit apartment nobody's around then nobody's around
1: yeah because they didn't have cameras everywhere like they do now
0: yeah and not in the mid-90s five months does seem too fast to drop it though
1: oh yeah absolutely but i think in the case of a woman being gunned down the cops don't care anyway well no so her point is like we can't keep anybody interested right the cops are never interested
0: that's the part i'm on board with is the interest part
1: just letting you guys know the cops are never interested in solving cases
0: i did think skinner came through for her in this scene though
1: that was nice he did miss the point completely when he said i don't think this has anything to do with interest (laughs) she's like if i may say so sir it has everything to do with interest just not yours and not mine yeah which he says he's
0: gonna appeal the decision and then he's gonna personally go through all the evidence So I think he comes through for her on this.
1: I do too. I'm not mad at Skinner. Yeah. I'm just saying.
0: I think it's worth pointing out though.
1: I'm just saying, don't have a lot of faith in the cops, guys. No.
0: It's hard to do a show about police when you're as ACAB as we are.
1: It really is. On a lighter note. Yes. Jillian Anderson received her first Emmy nomination for this episode. Really? Yep.
0: Not one that I would pick out as Mm -mm. a standout for her. She does a great job, obviously, because... She
1: always, she always does. She right always does. Now. I agree. I thought that was I thought that was interesting, but I read that and then watching her. So right after this scene with Skinner, she goes to the basement and Mulder says, Hey, I got some information last night that I need to talk to you about. And oh, her, her body, body language. language. And that moment I was like, Emmy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> her entire being drops. She's like, oh. Like, the, the conductor was the living embodiment of, okay, I guess. <laughs> she was the living embodiment of, ugh.
1: Right. <laughs> she, had just, she had just had this whole scene, and she's like, do I have to do this again? Also, quick question before we get into what Mulder is actually talking about. In the first season, Scully's desk was down here also. Where is Scully's office now?
0: I think it's down here still
1: he called her down to the basement
0: oh you're right huh that's very weird right yeah that's weird
1: and then they talk like she's not also down there you're down here because they're afraid of you yeah you are down here by yourself with all of your porn
0: (laughs) maybe that's why she got a new office
1: oh seriously
0: (laughs) workplace harassment
1: seriously well it comes up in a few scenes some more workplace harassment. All right. So Fox Mulder tells Scully about the Piper Maru, which had laid anchor at the same coordinates as another ship believed to have salvaged a UFO. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I didn't react during the watch. And I just. <laughs>
0: well, they know that the, the, the one, the. Ugh.
1: The Piper Maru? No, the. The Zeus, the.
0: From earlier. They know what? that from the beginning of the, it's not the beginning of the season, but from the two-parter earlier in the season, they, oh. know, they know that ship got something from those coordinates.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: But back to speculation. So Fox Mulder's tie looks like a bunch of QR codes, <laughs> where do you think those links lead?
1: To his porn collection.
0: Oh, really? No. Okay.
1: To his secret UFO collection that he ordered from TV that he watched at. 3am and he got <laughs>
0: what just pictures of them
1: yep he sent in 1999 plus shipping and handling okay what do you think it? well since it's
0: 1996 i think at least one of those qr codes leads to http colon slash oh slash www.angelfire.com no. <laughs> mm. slash dave oh my Angel Fire website. I
1: see. Wow. That was a weird plug for a site that doesn't exist anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying this. it's 1996, so that website exists.
1: Okay. Which means you can go into the Wayback Machine and find it. Which I, I believe did. I did. Yeah. yeah. All right. When the Piper Maru came to port in San Diego, her crew was found suffering from radiation burns. Gautier was the only one not suffering from severe burns. He piloted the ship to shore, was examined, but later checked himself out because he was fine. Except the black oil, but that doesn't seem to be an issue. (laughs) A bit of trivia, Piper Maru is also the name of the icebreaker ship used by Wayland Corporation's retrieval team in Alien vs. Predator from 2004. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Wonder why they did that.
1: Maybe a throwback to, or a nod to the X-Files? I don't know. When we go to visit the Naval Doctor... And all of the men who are suffering from the radiation burns, one of the things that's thrown about is pre-advanced stage of coma, which I googled and couldn't find anything about.
0: (laughs) It sounded weird.
1: So then I was like, okay, well, what's an advanced stage of coma? And they're like, here are the stages of coma. And none of them said like, this is the worst stage than the previous stage. So (laughs) I don't know what a pre-advanced stage of coma is. And I don't think they do either. Because Google doesn't.
0: Uh, Yeah, I certainly don't know. But- Scully does ask a pertinent question about acute or somatic or something Mm -hmm. to that effect. And the doctor gives her this look (laughs) that just says, woman, no thing.
1: (laughs) That was an intelligent question. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Uh, He just looked so confused by the fact that a woman could know a thing.
1: Mm hmm. She said, I'm a medical doctor. Are you from that same town as that other guy who was like... I'm don't not
0: being you, sexist. Don't
1: you think you're too close to this case being a boob haver? You might as well have said that.
0: Men have boobs too.
1: That guy doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the agents go hang out with the Navy aboard the ship. The Navy couldn't find anything at all, like even regular levels of radiation. Yeah,
0: they say there's no radiation None. at all. I'm like I don't think that's true of any place on the planet.
1: <laughs> nah, Wouldn't
0: that be an anomaly?
1: But he said you're going to see more get more radiation out of that cell phone there, sweetie. sweetie. And, <laughs> and so my thought is their equipment's broken. Right? So maybe they should check that. Yeah. Before letting everybody onto the (laughs) ship. But they don't. So our intrepid agents go aboard. They find traces of the black oil on Gautier's diving suit, which Mulder touches with his bare hands. Yeah,
0: not they find it. Mulder just goes up and starts raw-dogging the goo. (laughs) Dude.
1: Just, it's his kink, man. He's like, I love oily things, apparently. Ugh. They get the generator back up, and the place is a mess. Mulder says it feels like home. So... This leads me to a question. We've seen Mulder's apartment. It's never messy, except for in the gargoyle episode, where he had all of the pictures up about all of the gargoyles. Do you think he still has all of the gargoyles <laughs> up on his walls?
0: Yes. And we saw it when his place got ransacked.
1: Oh, yes. And
0: we speculated, does that is that just how Mulder lives?
1: <laughs> right.
0: So maybe it does.
1: And you know what? It doesn't look messy most of the time. But he wasn't, I don't think he was cleaning up after the ransacking, which is like, oh, this is just his day-to-day, huh? <laughs> he better be paying whoever is keeping house for him extra for some of these these situations. You live in
0: an apartment like that and can afford a housekeeper? That's weird.
1: He's not doing his own anything. Sure he is. He's not. He's
0: keeping his own porn collection. <laughs> He's buying his own sunflower seeds.
1: He stopped doing the sunflower seeds. They'll be back. You think? They'd better. Somebody's going to remember that they haven't had him for a while. Eventually,
0: a director will remember that. That's a thing. Okay. Somebody will flip through the show Bible and go, oh!
1: Oh, yeah. Whoops. It just hasn't been. The fans haven't called it out too much yet, so (laughs) they haven't figured it out or remembered.
0: (sighs) Harry Knowles hasn't done an entire article about him forgetting sunflower seeds. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) Uh, They take a look at the video shot while Gautier was diving. Upon viewing, Scully identifies the sunken plane as a P-51 Mustang, which turns Mulder on.
0: I love this bit because the Navy guy goes, I don't know what that is. What? It doesn't look like anything to me. Then Mulder goes, it's a plane. And then Scully identifies exactly which plane. And then the Navy guy goes, you're right, little missy. (laughs)
1: I love this new character we've created. <laughs>
0: Thank you for confirming that weird guy. <laughs>
1: when, when you had no idea
0: what one, it was one second, at all.
1: <laughs> one second ago, no idea. Meanwhile, Gautier returns home and searches for something. When his wife, Joan, arrives, she's at first excited to see him, which makes sense. The consulate had been by to tell her that, that there had been an accident, so she was obviously worried. She hadn't seen her husband. She didn't know anything. She knew that he was on this ship, that there was an accident. When Gautier doesn't respond, she backs up because he's acting strangely, which is the first time that they have written a woman to behave like an actual woman would behave. It- she
0: doesn't take forever to figure this out. She obviously doesn't know what's wrong. Right. But she knows something's wrong immediately. Yes. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. So, Mrs. Gautier is no dummy.
1: Yes. She runs away, which is great, but he catches up to her, and he passes the black oil, or the black oil possesses her, because, again, at at this point, we're still speculating what's happening.
0: I'm just going to call it the entity.
1: Okay. I did look, because the first viewing, I wasn't sure how this was passing... I think you're right through eye contact, if it wants.
0: This is where I got the eye contact. That makes he, sense. He looks directly in her eyes.
1: Yeah. Later, she flashes light and gets goo on people. And so the second time that we we watched it, I looked for a flash to see if I had somehow, I don't know, missed it, blinked, was writing notes or something the first time. No flash. So it's not specifically a flash thing, because that could have happened under the water, too. It
0: could have, but it didn't. The flash is something different.
1: Yeah, it seems like it. I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And
0: speculation sofa.
1: Yeah. I'm sitting on it. Bit of trivia. The name Gautier was a reference to special effects producer David Gautier.
0: Shout out David Gautier.
1: Yeah. Scully visits an old friend of her father's, Commander Christopher Johansson, seeking information about the plane because she knows what plane it is. They've got the name of the plane. They've got the call number on the plane, whatever you call that.
0: Yeah. Weird that she would go to this guy instead of going through some archives. I looking through some records. Hey, do you remember this one plane from 50 years ago? This, Why on earth would I?
1: This whole interaction is, yeah, she could have just gone to the archives. It's strange. But we have to have it because she's driving down the street and she's reminiscing about her sister and we're supposed to, There's, it's supposed to be some feelings related stuff here too because she also talks about her dad passing and then we find out this other guy's past and it's just a It's a whole, it's a bunch of shots on the base, cut weirdly, so it was hard to uh, line up everything as it was happening, but mainly just like unnecessary, beyond the, they wanted to get the death part in here.
0: The death part?
1: Yeah, I just said. Sister's dead, she's feeling feelings about that. Dad's dead, she's feeling feelings about that. Son's dead, he's (laughs) feeling feelings about that. You can't get that from archives. Very true. Um, Anyway, so she goes to visit Commander Christopher Johansson. She says that um, she's just visiting. She knows the way. So this guy's lived here for 40 years. Not 40 years. She's not that old. Um, But uh, 20 years. Because in the book.
0: Yeah, she's in Maryland, right?
1: Yes. They have moved. And I don't know how often they move commanders from place to place. But still being, he would be retired. Do they still house them on Base.
0: That's what I assumed on the first watch that he was retired, and I thought it was really weird because he has a lot of power here. Yeah, they never mentioned that he's retired. That's true. So he might still be the commander.
1: That seems really bad because he is playing like he's got memory, memory problems. Loss, yeah. of course he is playing. So, so maybe he's <laughs> fine. Yeah, but I guess he
0: is. Probably, maybe he's a great commander.
1: Maybe. While she goes to visit Commander Johansson, Mulder is back at the Gautier's house. He knocks and says, yo, let me in. I'm the FBI. And nobody lets him in. So he goes in anyway. Without a warrant. Yep. He finds Gautier passed out, covered in black oil. Mulder does not take precautions.
0: He raw dogs the goo again. (laughs) And at this point, just taste it, dude. I know that's what you want.
1: Just to let anybody know who hasn't just recently watched this, he's not actually fucking the goo. (laughs) He's just touching it with With his whole hand. hand. Just (laughs) swoop. And putting it so close to his nose.
0: Just right. Yeah, just taste it.
1: Just do it. Just lick the guy. (laughs) Mulder checked. Oh, I said Mulder does not take precautions, check his surroundings or put on gloves because we just got back from a wilderness first aid class, and I'm like, he has missed so much. The
0: entire first step.
1: All of it. Yep. Um, he does touch Gautier with bare hands, and once again, he gets the black oil all over him. Gautier has no memory of his experience. The last thing that he recalls is being on the dive. Gautier asks about his wife, who isn't home because she left after being infected by the black oil. What did you say that you wanted to call it? By the entity? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on, Mulder keeps asking questions. He's like, somebody's gone through all your shit. Your wife's not here. And he asks a couple of questions. And Gautier says, oh.
0: He gets real quiet. mm -mm.
1: Nope. I'm done answering questions. Call the consulate.
0: Diplomatic immunity. Yep. All right. So back to the speculation sofa for round two here. You do not die when the entity depossesses you.
1: Right. Right.
0: So, the guy at the bottom of the ocean in the plane.
1: Fuck! You think he's still there?
0: I, well, I think he's dead now.
1: Oh, shit. But I think
0: he died horribly.
1: Ugh. do you think the last thing that guy remembers is?
0: Being shot down in a world... When did he... He would have had to have been possessed before that. Yeah. So, he's just like on a military base or something, and then suddenly at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, man. Terrifying.
1: man. Ugh. absolutely terrifying awful hate it back on the base johansson tells scully that he doesn't know anything or he pretends to not know anything which becomes completely pointless in a few moments so scully departs after asking about his son saying if you talk to him let him know i stop by and recalling some childhood memories that occurred right outside the door she said i remember playing beckons wanted right out there. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" Do you know what that was? No,
0: I don't think that was a real thing.
1: So I looked it up. Okay. It is a children's game. It is a variant of prisoners bars. That's d- So don't I was like, "What game, is man. prisoners bars?" So I looked it up. It is a game in which two teams chase and capture any opponents running from their home area. Okay. So it's like tag, capture the flag, variations of other games that we played as kids. Okay. But I looked it up because I was like, is this a thing? It's apparently a variation of another thing I never knew about. (laughs) Mulder found a letter from a salvage broker at Gautier's house, and he visits the broker's secretary, Geraldine. He thinks it's the secretary.
0: Now, at first, I was like, oh, you're a woman, you're the secretary, right? But she's sitting at the secretary's desk. So she did that on purpose. She did. Which is good. Yes. And a little more credit to Mulder than I had originally given him.
1: Alright. She has a gun on him the whole time he's there, but nothing happens. He does say, maybe you typed this for him? And she says, I don't type. And I was <laughs> like, of course not! Do you see a typewriter on this desk? <laughs> no, the answer is no. There was not She's a not a
0: very useful secretary if she doesn't type.
1: You know what? Good. Get paid. <laughs> uh, Mulder sticks around outside. He leaves her office, but he sticks around the yard to watch, and a bunch of armed men converge on the salvage office, but Geraldine has already left out the back. Mulder follows Geraldine away from the yard. He doesn't do it very covertly, but apparently she never looks in a rear view, so it's okay.
0: She is overconfident.
1: She is very confident. Scully is leaving the base, and the guards tell her she is being detained. It's so extra because he just takes her back to where they were five minutes ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's a lot.
1: Then we go back, because this jumps around a lot. Both Mulder and Joan. Joan is Joan Gautier, who is now possessed by the entity. They track Geraldine to Hong Kong. But first, Mulder and Scully talk about how an atomic weapon has been lost at sea for at least 50 years, which is what the French salvagers were trying to locate, because it would be easier to find than to build.
0: I have a pretty serious question about that. Why would the French government try to steal an American nuclear warhead? I don't know. That would be such a huge deal. It would be. It makes less than zero sense.
1: It really does. So in the next episode, I was reading a couple of comments about, about it. I actually didn't read through much, but I, I got a couple of things that were like, all right, basically, when you have something like the black oil in this world, right? You've got your black oil entity, right?
0: Yeah, I'm having some other thoughts. I'll you go first.
1: It kind of makes everything else less important
0: because of just how powerful this
1: thing is. Yeah. Yeah. So, they have this whole they're going after we think they're going after this this weapon. And in this world, I just don't care. I'm like, "Tell me about this black oil. <laughs> what is happening?" <laughs>
0: Obviously, they're lying about stuff. Like, yeah. They're not going for a nuke, which means that this plane was not escorting a nuke that didn't make
1: it. Right. So what was it escorting?
0: I think it shot down the UFO that that other ship got.
1: Oh, you think? You think that it shot down the UFO, the UFO took it down, and maybe that's when they got infected?
0: Kind of has to be.
1: How would they do that? They all have windows and they all made eye contact with everybody. Like that's I guess so.
0: Reasonable, I guess. If you're flying at the same speed for a little bit.
1: Hmm. Maybe.
0: You go blue blue
1: blue. I guess it makes more sense that they would be possessed at that point than at a point in time prior to being out there.
0: Yeah. So I think this squadron dropped dead red. That's so secretive because its call letters are not the call letters of a P fifty one. Right. It's like a UFO hunting squadron.
1: I was going to ask, why would they be so far north of Hawaii? There's nothing else out there.
0: No, but Navy's probably fought out there. Why? Because it's between U.S. and Japan.
1: 600 miles north, though, just seems like...
0: Nothing out nothing. there, really. Yeah. yeah I, well, well hmm. that's maybe that's why they were out there, because they were hunting UFOs, not doing World War II stuff.
1: Maybe. Wild. Who knows? Who knows even if the writers thought this hard about it?
0: Yeah. Well, if not, you can have my ideas if you'd like. <laughs> I'll give you my rates later. Go ahead
1: and redcon. In a side quest, Skinner spends a lot of time <laughs> at a restaurant.
0: In the industry, we call that a B story.
1: <laughs> right. And
0: I was actually excited that we are getting a B story in this show because B stories can be
1: good. I agree. I was still just like, I just want to know about the black oil this whole time. I'm like, I don't care about the weapon. <laughs> I don't care what Skinner's doing in this empty restaurant. Tell me about the black oil. You got my attention. But that was, that was my take. So um, Skinner's at this restaurant. These dudes basically tell Skinner that there's a hierarchy and he better remember it.
0: They say that they are from the intelligence community.
1: And Skinner says, Can... remind <laughs> me not to move there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have said, can you vague that up a little for me? Because that doesn't mean anything, bud.
1: No. So wouldn't Skinner also be part of the intelligence community? Yes,
0: the FBI is absolutely part of the intelligence
1: community. And Mulder and Scully and everyone, everyone everywhere, all at once. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they warn him to stop looking into Melissa Scully's case. (laughs) So then I got distracted because, again... I understand this is probably going to be a thing, but I was just looking at the restaurant, and this restaurant would not have survived the last couple of years. Oh, why is that? Because there was no one in it ever.
0: <laughs> it's true. There
1: was Skinner, who I think had a coffee the first time he was there.
0: He said, is coffee hot? That's it. What? Yes. What?
1: He just. That's it. What a weird no, question. The other guys came in to warn him about A hierarchy and then fucked off they didn't order anything Mm -hmm. nobody else was in there the next time skinner's in there he orders the blue plate Mm -hmm. but gets shot before he can pay so no one's ever getting any money in this place and they're just scaring off all the customers
0: it's just a money laundering front
1: good i hope that i hope they're actually paying the the waitress there she's the only one doing work (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad she didn't get shot actually We'll get there. Uh, back to Scully, Johansson admits that he had been sent to find a sunken bomber aboard the submarine Zeus Faber, and recalls how many aboard how many aboard the sub suffered from radiation burns while he joined a mutiny against its commanding officer, who succumbed to the black oil. That's all I got about that scene. You got any more speculation? Sofa. Go for it. No,
0: round three. So the captain was possessed by the entity. They all. Died around him, but we know that the black... Now you got me calling it black oil.
1: That's what they call it.
0: Okay, well I'm calling it the entity. Okay. We all know that the entity uh, preserves the body, keeps you alive in any scenario. So the captain wouldn't have died.
1: Not unless it wanted him to.
0: Which would be weird, because then what would it do?
1: Right, where would it go?
0: Exactly.
1: So you think the captain's still alive somewhere?
0: Possibly. But what I do know is there are two of these entities out there. Because this is not the one that was at the bottom of the ocean.
1: That's very true. There's multiple vectors, I guess.
0: Vectors? There's multiple entities.
1: Do you think... Do you think they're... Mul- How does Venom work?
0: It's a symbiote that gets on your skin and then just kind of...
1: Can it get on... It can get on multiple people, right? No. Only one like at only, a time?
0: Like when it... It can get on other people, but it doesn't bond with the other people. It just... That person just has some goo on them.
1: Oh. Do you think that's what's happening? No. You think it's two?
0: Yes. It has to be two. They would have had to have said that we didn't find the captain. Right. Or that we did find the plane or something.
1: Yeah. I wish we had watched the second one now just so that we would have answers. But I guess this is how it was in real time. This
0: is how it was in real time and this is how it is on our podcast. So. (laughs) Because I I thought about that as well, but I didn't want to know before we were recorded.
1: That makes sense. But also, this is the first time we've had a two-parter where I'm like, I just need to know! Before I've been kind of like, okay, (laughs) I can wait.
0: There's a lot of unanswered things in this.
1: Yes. I hope they answer them. (laughs) Yes.
0: Because one of the things the Commander Johansson says is, none of us ever got an explanation. Right. And I said, bold that sentence.
1: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Meanwhile, we hop back over to Hong Kong because, like I said, a lot's happening in a lot of places here. Nobody's together. Everybody's working by themselves. Mm-hmm. So in Hong Kong, Mulder learns that Geraldine is a middle person selling government secrets. Mulder finds her at a restaurant, one with actual patrons. Did Hong you Kong
0: is hopping.
1: Yeah. There were people there just having their Tuesday night dinner.
0: 96, I think Hong Kong was still British. What? Hong Kong was... Under the British Empire for a long time.
1: All right. Well, he handcuffs himself to her and drags her out of the the restaurant.
0: That was a good move because she was like, you can't arrest me. You don't have a gun. What? You don't need a gun to arrest somebody? (laughs) What are you talking about? I
1: was like, no, 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 no. He can't arrest you because he has no jurisdiction here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is why he can't arrest you.
1: But they do make a really good, or a really loud point, not really good, but a really loud point about not being able to have weapons so that later-
0: <laughs> When somebody has a
1: weapon. You know what happens when you outlaw guns. All right.
0: crycheck is trying to be hardcore here.
1: He really is. He's... Oh, spoilers. All right. Anyway, so he handcuffs her. He drags her out of the restaurant. Apparently, Geraldine has an office nearby in Hong Kong where they go, and Mulder just knows where it is also- um, he, I
0: think it's in the restaurant
1: I can't yeah it doesn't it's not very far away it can't be how did he find he drag out where her she
0: across the city handcuffed and nobody noticed
1: I don't know nobody seems to be reacting much there was like a guy who was like whoa or oh sorry excuse me I we were in the same same spot on this <laughs> walkway so you just gonna, oh you're just dragging the lady out alright <laughs> good luck with that right he asks her to unlock the door, and she just looks at him, so he kicks in the door. Then he asks where the light switch is, and that's when Krychek says, it's over. It's right here. That's what he says.
0: Hell yes. Alexander Krychek back in the building.
1: Yep. He,
0: I loved it.
1: He is so sweaty that he looks like he's coming off of something.
0: Because he's the bad guy. Yes. So he's sweaty. Of course. He has gotten a haircut. yes. Which is good.
1: Yes. But he does look like he is just crashing from he hasn't slept in four days. He just his eyes are red, he's super sweaty. In a great move, because Mulder is and Geraldine are still handcuffed together, he pushes Geraldine out the door, slams it in between the where the the chain is. So Geraldine's in the hallway, Mulder's in the office with him, and then as they're talking, somebody shoots Geraldine in the hallway, and so Mulder falls to the ground because they're cuffed together. It's great. And Mulder says something like, N- th- what a great way to... A treat your partner, and Krychek, <laughs> as he's leaving out the yeah, window says, <laughs> "She's your partner now." So
0: good. It was so good. So good. So good. I I was talking about how this needs to become more of an ensemble. We need more recurring characters, and here is Alex Krycek, person who I did not appreciate at the time, and I appreciate him now.
1: Good. I'm glad you came Super around. Super
0: happy that he's back. And I hope we, get, I hope he is a thorn in the side of Fox Mulder until season eleven.
1: Right, I do too. I really do too. Uh, the reason that Crychek is there is he is selling secrets to Geraldine.
0: He, yeah, she's the middle person for him to sell to other
1: people. Yes, so they're about locations and whatever government secrets. Blah blah blah. Krychek escapes through the window and is gone. That's when Mulder... So Mulder knows that people are in the hallway because Geraldine just got shot. And Mulder brings out the first of two loose keys in this episode.
0: They make me nervous. I hate They're it. They give me anxiety. Why is why is that <laughs> handcuff key just loose?
1: Just a loose, tiny key. He unlocks the handcuffs and escapes. Uh, by the time that the guys in the hallway make it into the, the room, Doing
0: but... An amazing barrel yes. roll. Yes,
1: I had. I actually wrote that in my notes. <laughs> One guy in a trench coat. Amazing, amazing
0: barrel. barrel roll. Beautiful.
1: Just ah, chef's kiss. Love 10 it. Ten out of ten. Yes. Uh, Mulder's gone, of course. So they don't. They don't get him. But really loved that scene. Then, as the guys, uh, they are speaking French the, as they leave Geraldine's office. They're walking down the hall. Joan is walking down the hall. Also, encounters the men, creates a flash that causes them all to suffer from the radiation burns and oily skin that we saw from the...
0: French sailors. Yes. So the light is not the possession thing. It's
1: The radiation.
0: She or it uses that as a weapon. Yeah, that makes sense. So, speculation. So for round four. Yeah. So do the possessed emit... Radiation just kind of constantly oozing it out a bit enough to kill the people around them.
1: That's a really good question because it wouldn't make any sense for the...
0: The, ca- the, the commander captain of the, the, captain, of the, s- of right. the sub Who... to start killing its men. Right. And they were up and moving and cogent. Right. So they would be like, it, that guy, he became really bright. And so would the French sailors because they, they looked like they were still... I don't know if they were coherent
1: enough. I don't know either by the time they got there... But yes, it would. It wouldn't make sense to use as a weapon
0: on the sub.
1: On the sub, even though during the mutiny they lock him in the room with the guys who are are slowly dying or quickly dying, depending on your timeline. It, yeah, it still wouldn't make any sense to you to weaponize that. Right. It would make more sense for him to be emitting radiation that in close proximity for x amount of time. But when they tested Gautier, they said they didn't find anything. Wouldn't they find...
0: Him emitting radiation? Yeah. Yes.
1: Wouldn't it... It would tick off something. Something would trip, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think we have a plot
1: hole. Ah. Dang it, we stepped in it. Dang it. (laughs) All right, so returning to the same restaurant, back in our side quest, Skinner sees a man who turns out to be Louis Cardinal... Louis or Lewis, whatever, whatever. Arguing with a waitress because he is he has lost a dollar in the payphone, which in
0: nineteen ninety six, which money.
1: is annoying. It's like
0: eighty four dollars, right?
1: Um, he's also waiting for a call, so I don't know why he was putting money in the phone when he was waiting for a call.
0: In well, case he wasn't, this is all.
1: This is all just. This is a all shoot. a ruse, just to shoot uh, Skinner. Yeah. Why?
0: Because Skinner isn't investigating him murdering melissa scully
1: but why would he do it in what could have been public what if somebody stumbled in there to have an actual meal
0: it's just the way he wanted to do it or the way he was told to do it or he was told to shoot him non-fatally to send a message but we still need to keep skinner alive for some reason
1: because he has to be in more of the episodes
0: (laughs) i guess that would be the reason and he also yells at him suck hard friend
1: yeah he does
0: is what he yells.
1: Yeah, I looked it up too. You did too. <laughs> I saw you looking it up. I looked it up too. Nuts! What? What a weird thing to yell at somebody, or what, <laughs> After an, ama- shooting them. what an amazing thing to yell at someone actually. So yeah, he turns around, shoots Skinner uh, in the guts. Then we go back to Hong Kong, where Mulder catches Krychek at the airport. Um, Krychek tells Mulder that there is a tape in a locker back in Washington D.C. And he says, so Mulder's like, give it to me. And he's like, I don't have it. I'll give it to you if you let me go. And I'm like, mm, you showed your hand too soon. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you already said you don't have it. But this, so they they have a confrontation. But uh, Krychek doesn't tell Mulder anything before Mulder headbutts him in the face.
0: <laughs> which is nice.
1: Which was pretty savage. There was a
0: lot of really good shit in this It was great, episode. yeah.
1: <laughs> this... <laughs> this sentence Krychek, who is Dang. also a fan of loose keys <laughs> oh. yes
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> says that he'll give uh Mulder the key in exchange for letting crychek go
0: during this conversation though crychek says he did not kill bill mulder
1: mhm
0: which he,
1: he did though right he
0: absolutely did he pops out in the shower bill mulder's shower yeah Points a gun at his head, we hear the gunshot. It would be a wild coincidence if somebody else <laughs> murdered Bill Mulder.
1: Can you imagine? While Krychek
0: is pointing a gun at
1: him. <laughs> that would be so nuts. Let's say, let's say you're you're on assignment and your assignment is to go thread some guy with a gun. Oh. What have you done with your life? Your life is is has gone sideways somewhere. But that's that's what your assignment is. So you go do it. And while you're doing it. Oh,
0: while you're threatening <laughs> someone to scare them.
1: And the the whole assignment includes, do not kill him. Uh-huh. We need him alive.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's bad else. luck. <laughs> that is tragic.
1: I think we have concluded that Bill Mulder is a bad guy, though. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's always almost been shot. And this night was just the night that it happened.
0: Wouldn't there be evidence of that, though? Because... Unless Krychek had a buddy in the shower with him, Wouldn't the bullet would have had to come from outside of the house.
1: Wouldn't there be evidence in this show?
0: <laughs> I guess
1: not. If there is, Mulder's, I guess that was a dumb question. Mulder's touching it with his bare hands when it's already in evidence. <laughs> I'm really curious. When he said that, I was like, No, no, no! I saw you. Yeah, and I saw you, dude. Well, I guess I didn't see you do this, but I saw you moments before. Right. So, definitely curious. All right. Well, uh, Mulder says, all right, go to the bathroom. I'll give you three minutes or I'm coming in and... Coming in
0: to kill you. Kill you. (laughs) Good, good line. Lots of good lines. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. Good episode.
1: So, Mulder lets Krychek go to the bathroom where Krychek is confronted by Joan and as he departs the bathroom to leave with Mulder, Krychek's eyes show that he's now infected with the black oil. And Mulder says, feel better. And Krychek struts out. He says, like a new man.
0: His reaction to a woman's pair of pumps next to him with a urinal is amazing. <laughs> I loved it. He's, what the?
1: <laughs> it was like someone gave him surprise candy.
0: <laughs> he was so
1: delighted. This <laughs> is great really was and now he's possessed so there we are do we survive and ship now or do we wait for the second half
0: oh i've got ships and survives okay i'm shipping us and answers
1: love it loving that for us
0: yes me too (laughs) so we can get off of the speculation sofa
1: we can't we live here now
0: (laughs) oh well if we get the answers we won't need to
1: we will have more questions
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything?
1: Oh, I really want Joan and Gautier to get back together.
0: They seemed good.
1: They really did.
0: They took a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. That's how you know it's real. Yeah. How are you surviving?
1: God, I don't know, man. Not making eye contact with anybody. Oh, no, I'm making eye contact with you as I say this.
0: Oh, that's funny because I'm surviving by getting possessed by this thing.
1: But you don't know if you're still a person anymore.
0: Uh, Gautier is. We see
1: I guess he is We back see again. that
0: you are okay once the possession is over with.
1: Unless you're in a plane at the bottom of the ocean.
0: Well, yeah, don't don't let him do that. Might survive for a long time. But for fifty years apparently, and I won't age.
1: Yeah, but you won't remember anything that happened in those fifty years.
0: <sighs> yeah, but then it'd be like a cool fifty year just time jump.
1: And everyone you know and love will be dead. We're old.
0: Riley will still be alive. That's true. You might still be alive. Eh. My grandma's in her 90s.
1: Eh. Yeah, and what's she doing?
0: Uh, she doesn't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Look, I already don't know. You <laughs> think I can do this for another 50 years? <laughs> <laughs> so you would want to time jump 50 years?
0: Well, not at this point in my life, no. But previously, previous to our us meeting, yeah, that seems like something I'd be interested in.
1: Man, do you think it's going to... How much worse is it going to be now in 50 years?
0: Could be worse. Could be better.
1: How? I'm
0: curious to find out though.
1: I just, I would love to say that also, but I just, I just don't, I just don't have it in me.
0: <laughs> the Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed. Edited by Dave Reed. You can find us on Twitter at Cast Files. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Reed. That's D-A-I-V-E-R-E-E-D. You can email us at TheCastFiles. That's B with two E's at gmail.com. If you could please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us that we are doing phenomenal things, artistic, wonderful things. We are raising the bar on podcasting. We would love you forever for that. We have a tea Public store. You can go buy T-shirts and stuff there. Music by Hal 6. Logo by Atuka Art. That's O-O-K-A-R-T.